Before I get started today, I wanted to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, would you please sit down and write a review? If you want to discuss anything you heard today, you can reach out at the Strive Seek Find page on Facebook or hit me up at Chance Whitmore 5 on Twitter. Thanks. So does anyone out there want a four-pound pseudo-dog? I need to smuggle it out quick. Welcome to the Strive Seek Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. Some days you just need to go off the rails a bit, do something a little different, and perhaps have a little fun. Today I thought I'd step into this arena and share five products that if you catch me buying, I've been replaced by a pod person, you should run the other way. Now for the definition of terms. I'm operating as if money was no object. Because there are a metric ton of things I might go, well, maybe, and then look at the price tag and say, oh, hell no. Because I may be a little frugal, but I like to dream. And more importantly, I know myself. Now let's get started. Number five is simply male skincare. Even at a conceptual level, it annoys me. I read a book this summer on self-care, and as soon as I got to the chapter about uh, working on your eyelids with some sort of magic tonic, I was out. Completely out. It's not for me. If other people choose to do it, good on them. Don't care. Doesn't bother me at all. But in the land of low maintenance, male skin care is the enemy. There's no other way to put it. You want me to spend 25 minutes in the morning or in the evening doing something in front of the mirror? I don't think so. I'm the guy who walks into the barber, looks at him, says, you have five minutes. And if you're not done, I'm still leaving. Now, this has caused marital problems in my world. When I first got married, I coerced my wife to help me shave my head. I wasn't too worried about it because I was going to bick it. How can you mess that up if you have a pair of trimmers? Well, two hours of stress later, as she spent the next two hours tapping on her cheek, slowly, methodically considering what piece of hair needed to come off next, I blew my stack. I took the clippers. I took it all off in about, oh, five minutes or less. And off I went. I was in trouble. Needless to say, this event has not been repeated again. Needless to say. So putting me in front of a mirror to say, oh, you should moisturize before you go to work. I think that's just right off. Next up is tickets to any chick flick. And I do mean any chick flick. Now, you can narrow it down to the lack of explosions. Shields flying through the air, bouncing off things without any regard to physics. No the fate of the earth doesn't hang in the balance. Instead, you get the small-town furniture maker with the damaged heart, who's, of course, really hunky, and the woman who's come from the big city who has also got the broken heart. And, of course, everyone can see they're in love. If I didn't just, just describe the entirety of the Hallmark Channel, I don't know what does. Now, the plot alone isn't enough. You have to remember... These aren't characters. They're paper veneers. You can have the cute hunky one, but he has no personality other than 
other than convenient personality quirk that serves to act as a plot hammer. I can stand that because the movies I do enjoy don't always have the best characterization. Now, the biggest problem I have with these is that the plot of every one of these movies could be destroyed by a single conversation every time. For instance, did you, did you, did you get back together with your ex like I thought I overheard while listening to a conversation immediately after you professed your love to me? Wait, no? Good, roll the credits. And of course, I'm going to go back to, there's no explosions. Now, number three, the great American dream, the sports car, a.k.a. the midlife crisis mobile, a.k.a. overcompensation on wheels, a.k.a. I have more money than God, more money than sense. You take your pick. Why not? Well, to start with, they're not exactly made for guys of my size. It ends up being the car version of the fat man in a little coat skit. And beyond that, let's think climate. It's not a year-round vehicle where I live. Anything you can't drive on ice safely? No thanks. Even though I'm living in the sunbelt of Idaho. And sports cars get in the ways of things I do like to do. A Mustang in the mountains is a recipe for a short drive and a long tow. That kind of gets in the way of the fun. And finally, the accessories for sports cars are just too expensive. Many times a midlife crisis mobile tends to come with wife version 2.0, which tends to be extremely expensive. The number two product that I will never buy. A dog. Where I grew up, every animal had a purpose, or else. Herding dogs were the word of the day. And then there was the time I lurked in the grocery business which taught me never trust an elderly woman who was telling you some rabid poodle-type mongrel that she would affectionately call Fluffy wouldn't bother you as it latched onto your hand until you had to shake it off somehow. I really have never wanted a dog since. So, reasoning-wise, with my day job, I need more responsibility like I need a hole in the head. I joke with my daughters, and I am stressing joke at this point. I have three expensive pets. Why do I need any more? And who am I kidding? I lost this one with my wife a month ago. Now we have a five pound pseudo dog, an expensive mutt. And I have learned that the wife treats the pet like kid version 4.0. I guess it's cheaper than the sports car. The final item, and the one that drove this list, the lawnmower 3.0. Let's go back in the Wayback Machine to about 15 years ago. Maybe 16. Back to my single days. My friend and Steve and I laughed until we cried when our bartender, who is a recent Florida transplant, described with great vigor that Idaho men didn't groom appropriately. She was more than a little offended at the laughter and tears. We had to buy all our beer that day. Fast forward to fall 2019, when I'm getting in my car to drive my daughter to her elementary school, and Sports Talk Radio opens with an ad for a male bits trimmer. I thought it was a bit. 
I thought it was a joke. I couldn't believe it. I turned it off. Volume goes down. Dad goes into avoiding explaining anything. It's a normal car ride to school, apparently. My first thought was, man, the world has changed. My second thought is, no, no, no. Sharp spinning blades and bits. Nope. Spinning blades are for death traps, not for grooming. And to steal their own phrase, it's not for mowing the lawn. Now that I've gone through the discomfort of telling you some things I won't get, some of those are fairly uncomfortable for me to mention, it's time for worth mentioning. Let's talk about something I absolutely will buy again and again. For the years of the craft beer craze, I have been looking for a local brand I can call my own. I've tried all of them. None of them stuck with me. In fact, despite what could only be described as having a vigorous craft beer scene, for me, Treasure Valley beers were basically forgettable. My favorite crafts tended to be from Oregon or Washington. Additionally, two of the three breweries on my I'd rather drink toilet water than touch another beer from their list are both within 60 miles of my house. Enter Mad Swede. They're a Boise brewer. I ran into about a year ago last fall. And after the first beer, I knew I had a winner. Their Dane Guild Golden Ale is something I keep constantly in my fridge. The Peregrine Prail Pilsner, the Oat Ale, all of them are awesome. I have not had a bad beer from this brewery. They're Nut Brown, won a medal at the Great American Beer Festival. All in all, I have found my local brewery. And as I sport their hat tonight, that alone makes it worth mentioning. That's it for this edition of Strive, Seek, Find. If you enjoy what you heard, leave a review and subscribe. If not, reach out. I love the feedback. My Twitter handle is at ChanceWhitmore5. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Have a great day.